Oh, hello, Studio 108 community. Um, yeah, I'm here with Leah Rochelle, and um, I talk to Leah a lot because I'm her mother and we talk a lot. <laughs> but um, one of the things I love about talking to Leah is how really smart and intuitive and helpful she is. Um, Leah's actually a licensed social worker. Uh, you know, she works as a therapist. She's a functional medicine health coach. And, um, and she doesn't let me get away with the thing. So when we were talking about magnesium and she's telling me which magnesium works for each different purpose, I have to stop, I have to listen, and I have to be really, really grateful that I have such a great resource. And I wanna share this resource with you today. So since I brought up the magnesium, would you please <laughs> clarify? Because you know sometimes I have that tall thing with the calm. Yeah. What kind of medicine? So is I that? don't claim to be like a doctor to of know course. everything. Of course. So but you gave me good insight. So. so from what I know, magnesium first and foremost is best absorbed topically through the skin. Through the skin. So you can buy magnesium, but I've done that before. And well, I guess to start, we're all deficient in magnesium. That's what I think. I've yeah. Heard too. yeah. We don't get it from our food the way we used to because we're not eating always organic where, you know, the foods that we do eat just because the soil has changed and due to monocropping, they're not going to be as nutrient dense. We're so far removed from our food sources. We eat processed foods. Did you have anything processed today yet? No, I've not yet had processed food today. I don't think, do, does buying frozen berries count? No. The berries are not processed. No. Just okay. Really frozen. So anyways, it, so, and I, I believe you also, See, this is what I don't know. I know that working in dirt, like placing your hands in dirt, has been shown to like improve um, hormones related to depression and anxiety. So I yes. don't know if there's something like that your skin like absorbs the magnesium. Yeah, I, that I don't know. It's just it's okay. Just, okay, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. I'll, I'll answer the question. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so I bought the topical magnesium before, and I just never liked the way it felt on my skin. Plus, also, it's kind of a pain in the ass to, like, rub something like that all over your body. It just yeah. doesn't feel luxurious. It doesn't feel like a beautiful gotcha. essential oil cream that would be nice to rub. So there's magnesium. So you take Calm, which is a calm, powder. Which is a powder. And I drink it. You put it in, it's, like, fizzy. And I drink it. And that's magnesium citrate. Okay. So magnesium citrate is great, especially if you have constipation because it pulls water from your colon. Um, Magnesium glycinate, which is what I take. I take, I take that too. Oh, do you? You double whammy it? Yeah, and I don't know why I'm taking the calm then because I don't have You probably don't need I probably both. don't need it. So I thought the calm helped you sleep. It does, it does, but both should, but both should. Okay. But the magnesium glycinate is really good for anxiety and like it's for regulating mood. So I take, I use pure encapsulations and I take about three every night. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop buying the calm. Yeah. But the calm's really easy to find. So sometimes I say to people, get that calm. But like, And there might be other forms of magnesium that I'm just not aware of. Of course. But I know we're all deficient. It's been a game changer for me. So I'm pretty diligent on that. I just bought more vitamin D. I use that same Pure Encapsulations brand. That brand, too. so Pure Encapsulations and then... um, Shoot, now I'm forgetting the name. We'll have to link it, but it's therapeutics but they're they're too here I have to look it up sorry you just entertain the people because I want to um I don't know what could be more entertaining than you tapping away at your phone trying to so, something up on the so <laughs> most of most of my um 
supplements that I started taking all came through working with physicians at functional medicine. Okay. So Cleveland clinic through Cleveland clinic, functional medicine. So another good brand is integrative therapeutics. So if you're looking to buy supporter supplements, because supplements aren't regulated. So there's a lot of just, you can buy something and you don't really know what you're getting. So so the Cleveland Clinic usually uses those two. They brands. use a, a, a myriad of stuff, but integrative therapeutics and then pure encapsulations. So. Okay. So it's the magnesium glycinate that would be for anxiety, anxiety tight muscle kind of thing. That I don't know. That I don't, you don't know. know. I just know that one pulls water and that's the citrate. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So now we know a little bit more. And you know what? The best is to ask your personal doctor, of course, or to have an experience. Always. I feel like my, you know, sometimes I listen to podcasts with, um, you know, very successful people. And they always talk about their personal genius. And it's like how like, right, but like almost like how embarrassing to say like my personal genius is, but I'm just borrowing the language because I don't know. But yeah, I think you should just say it. What is your personal genius? Well, because everybody has one. I'm less into the science but I'm much better at working with people around, like, behavioral changes and getting into – and that's more of, like, my – because that's where, like, the therapy world comes in. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I have, like, general understanding, and I and I do like, like the science. Yeah. Um, like, I was just listening um, to a podcast about the HPA access. Yeah, that's really a big conversation. Right. We're going to talk about that later. But I think that we can talk about is, it now, too. Oh, good. Because what okay. I want to get to is exactly oh, what you're saying. Your superpower is more about like the behavioral aspect. And I was just saying, let's trust your experience when you try these things. Yeah. Trust your experience. And that's what we really wanted to pinpoint today is right. the behavioral part. Because we wanted to talk about, oh my gosh, these these segues are hysterical because we can just talk about That wasn't circles. the segue. That was like, I know. <laughs> so we were, we were going to talk about intuitive eating. The reason I was looking up the HPA access. Okay. So the HPA access is your hypothalamus, pituitary gland, and adrenals and how they interact with one another. And it's all about your body's ability to manage stress. Okay. Okay. Say the letters again. H for hypothalamus. Uh-huh. Pituitary. T for pituitary, pituitary and A for adrenal. Yeah. So hypothalamus and pituitary are like up by your brain stem and then adrenal, they believe are like back by your kidneys. Or on top of your kidneys. So why is this important? Because intuitive eating, I think most people, well, I shouldn't say that. Many people have an understanding of intuitive eating, which is that your it's you're eating based on mindfulness, right? Like how you feel, what, right? So you're tuning in. There's so many beautiful parts about intuitive eating, tuning into your hunger and fullness scale, tuning into just like your body, just taking some breaths before you're eating and, and you know, like, what do I want? And I think that I was, um, it's great, but it doesn't stand alone because if you take someone with a dysregulated endocrine system, which involves the HPA access, right? If you take someone with like a dysfunctional gut microbiome after years of chronic stress, eating highly processed foods, they have their endocrine system is jacked. They can't manage stress well. They're going to have mood swings and cravings throughout the day. The little bugs that live in your gut and your intestines are also sending out information will make you crave sugar. So how do you take a person like that, which I feel like so many of us are, and say just intuitive eat? Like they're like mm-hmm. if you told me mm-hmm. to intuitive eat when my gut microbiome was at its worst, 
I would be intuitively eating ice cream and potato chips all day, 100%. which is fine because let's, you know, not moralize food, but it's like more complicated than that. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not going to get you exactly where you want. And almost like you use the word um, gaslighting too. It's almost setting people up with this expectation that you mm-hmm. should intuitively want to eat broccoli when. Right. Yeah. And I think that, um, because I come from a little bit of an eating disorder background, so they really kind of shun the idea that um, any food could be bad food, right? Because exactly. if you you know come from an experience of having an eating disorder, one of the ways that like the most evidence backed way that that they um, try to help people with eating disorders is to demoralize food, right? So exactly. allowing all foods because it takes away that restrictive component, which, mm-hmm. you know, is super unhealthy. And, um, and it moves you toward a relationship that's more self-accepting. Totally. So yeah. intuitive eating is beautiful and wonderful. And, um, but I think that sometimes we become so like, no, like intuitive eating is the only way is the only way that we put on blinders to, some of the like physiological things that are happening in your body that are impacting your cravings and vice versa, Mm -hmm. which probably this is more common is people put on blinders to like toxic diet culture and diet dogma. That's like, no, all sugar is evil. Keto is the only way. Like, honestly, that probably is more common, at least maybe in people who are hearing this, right. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, no, all carbs are evil. Mm -hmm. Um, Fat is evil. Fat is evil. I, I, I don't hear that as much these days, but still, right? So it's this toxic, it's like toxic tribalism. Like we, mm-hmm. And then we can't see the other side. So I think that what I'm passionate about is like the intersection of both worlds. Like how can we pull in intuitive eating and yet also have this like understanding of physio like physiology and our endocrine system and our hormones and, and all of like that you want people to see a bigger picture but can you tell us a little bit more about the hpa axis and how that disrupts your eating so and again this is maybe a little bit like too sciencey for okay. me but it's how you like give manage, us a kindergarten so it's how you manage stress it will and it it regulates based on your energy needs throughout the day. So if you're constantly perceiving high stress, your body's going to be releasing cortisol, right? Because you need, your body thinks that you need all this energy to manage the perceived stress. Um, But what happens is, I just know, (laughs) I hate when you always do this. You set me up for failure because you asked me the science-based questions. Oh, I don't think it's failure. I think it's super interesting. So I also know, though, that that you weave your experience into what you're learning because there's this magic that happens when we take it out of the textbook and into our life. Right. And so that's digestible. Yeah. And it makes it more meaningful. And that's why I'm asking you and not somebody else. Well, so, and I do know that... Um, like it will impact your cravings and it will impact your mood and you'll want to reach for more sugar, more carbohydrates. You also like if that HPA access is dysregulated, how could you possibly tune into your body and have any type of mindful experience because you're so like, uh, yeah, right. Your nervous system is so upregulated. Right. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's learning how to calm your nervous system, Mm -hmm. which we do with breath work, with meditation, with going for walks in nature, 
movement to mm -hmm. for regulating the nervous system. Do you know that physical activity changes your mic gut microbiome? Yeah. So you can do nothing else but just like work out more, mm -hmm. right? Going from sedentary to exercising, right? And I think that the embodiment too of quote exercise, like we think, like I like that you use the word movement instead of exercise. Like it can be a walk in the woods. It can be jumping jacks. Mm -hmm. We have a client here who does 200 jumping jacks every morning. I love that. Like what a simple way. You know what you should do is Tell do me. the jumping jacks and then take an ice cold shower. Yes. For your lymphatic system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is so good. Do you know what's wild about the cold showers is that I used to have terrible Raynaud's. Uh -huh. So like you don't get blood in your fingers and your toes. It's helped my it mind. helped. And it's so counterintuitive. Like you wouldn't uh -huh. think that. 100%. It helped mine too. I've been three years with the cold shower every day. And even it's just, it took a long time for my nervous system to not panic and for me to feel like I could really take deep breaths and I could be in the cold water and I mean I put oil on first I rub my skin while I'm in there um, I usually will chant a mantra or sing a song or do like <laughs> someone pop style breathing to just like you know calm me down so I can manage it and to up you know bring the temperature inside my body up a little bit um, so now when I get in the shower, I'm going to finish this first. Okay. Sorry. Now when I get in the shower, like I'm warm showering just to wash my hair or something. And my insides are saying, come on, cold, get this warm. Like I want to feel the cold now, but it mm -hmm. took, it took some diligence to get there. So keep it up with the cold showers. My rainouts is better too, since I've been cold showering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sugar, caffeine, alcohol, refined carbohydrates, all impact your HPA access and tax that stress response. Really say it again, sugar? Sugar. Mm-hmm. Refined Caffeine. carbohydrates. What are refined carbohydrates? Processed food. Processed food. Crackers and stuff. Yeah. I like crackers. Yeah. Oh. And yet also, going on a strict diet is also going to be stressful. Stressful. Yeah. So, so some of it is just, we're just minimizing. It's yeah. It's harm reduction. Yeah. I love a harm reduction approach. Me too. Especially in like addiction. And I know the topic of like food addiction is really controversial, but it's just such an intimate relationship, like your relationship with food. And it's such a different type of, if you do have an addictive relationship with food or some sort of like dependent relationship that you feel like is outside of, the realms of what's normal, like you give yourself grace because you think about that. It's intertwined with every single one of your memories, going to a baseball game with dad when you were four, you know, yeah. someone dying in your house. Like it's so, so entwined and it's entwined with your daily life. Like you can't, you don't get a day off. Mm -hmm. It's an everyday lifestyle mm -hmm. conversation. I mean, I feel like there are certain things that bring us into relationship with ourselves like certain life events, um, you know, sometimes I'll say, you know, you're hit with the God stick when something's just like, Oof, and then you can't avoid yourself. You have to really like go in and do work. But there are certain things like, like food addictions that, you know, that's a life of God stick. That's something that you really, yeah. Well, I don't believe that. Yeah. But I don't believe that, you know, someone's going to, if they struggle with that, that's a lifelong of course, yeah. but I just mean in the daily mm -hmm. of the present. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Of course, it can be healed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What other thoughts do you have on mindful eating? I could talk about mindful eating forever. Um, 
do you ever like when you prepare food use that as like a meditative process and this is hard and when people used to say that to me I would be like what are they talking about because whenever I would cook I would need to use a recipe and I had the gift of working in a cafe where I really learned how to cook and just basics right but once you master the basics then this like creative side of you can come out and you can be really relaxed and at ease in the kitchen and then that's where you're like really just finding gratitude in all of the small things like this piece of celery that you know the farmer who grew the celery and the way it sizzles when it hits the pan and the way like the, the, the chemical, like the chemicals of a food changes when you, when you heat it up and when you like um, pulverize something, it will change like the, the chemical makeup of the food. So, so I think bringing mindfulness to the preparation. Yeah, yeah. surely. And even um, like, before you start a mindfulness, like maybe you wash your hands or maybe you're pulling out the cookbook or whatever, like the intention of what you're making mm -hmm. and the purpose, like what you're intending mm -hmm. for the purpose to be and what mm -hmm. you're intending for mm -hmm. um, the process to be. And it really is like almost like a radical form of rebellion because we are fighting against a society that says, no, do it faster, mm -hmm. take the shortcut, like there's quicker ways. And what we have found is that actually that's detrimental in the long run, right? And that's not going to be of highest service for you. So sometimes when I have a hard time putting aside the time for self-care or putting aside the time to slow down and prepare like a beautiful meal, if I can reframe it in my mind as like an act of rebellion, I was for some reason yeah. it feels like a little bit more, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's like the human psyche needs to feel like what it's doing is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, special is too, special is too like refined sugar kind of thing. Like you just, you want to elevate your intention and elevate your actions and, um, mm -hmm. and bring that kind of reverence mm -hmm. maybe into mm -hmm. your life. And ways that you can do this too, and like little reminders are, I mean, I have like signs on my door or like on my fridge that say like three breaths before eating, right? Mm -hmm. Like that could change everything. If you deep breathe, if you chew your food, if you change your nothing, food, you change your digestion. If you change nothing about what you're eating, but all you do is chew your food, game changer. Game changer. You should chew if your you, food until it swallows itself. I know like you should food. chew your liquids mm -hmm. and drink your solids. That's what someone's grandma used to tell them. I love that. Yeah. There's so many good tidbits here. So the other thing that is really helpful when you're talking about like making behavioral modifications is just tuning into your future self. So having you're yawning, you're like holding back a yawn so hard. I Am I that boring? No, you're not that boring at all. I'm just kind of slumped here, sat so, down in the chair. Okay. Not breathing deeply. Okay, so having photos on your fridge of someone, like even like a picture of like an elderly person playing with a grandchild. Like I want to be healthy when I'm that age and play with a grandkid, you know? Yeah. 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 And then also reminding yourself that there's 
beating yourself up or talking to yourself negatively or feeling like you failed, that's only going like that in and of itself is, is bad for your body because that will that raises your cortisol that raises your stress response mm -hmm. that messes your gut microbiome. Yeah. So it's not about failing. It's literally about being in the moment mm -hmm. and taking one step at a time. It's not about perfection, which yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's so much less sexy. Like this does, like this isn't like a sexy cell. Yeah. Well, I think that it's a, um, radical rebellious cell because it's, it's not selling a quick fix. No, no, no. It's selling like really the deep look like an inch wide and a mile deep kind of thing about mm -hmm. I, there, you, you listed out a lot of really good tips, three breaths before eating, chew your food, um, positive long-term visualization, the mindfulness and the um, intention behind the whole mm -hmm. act of preparing to cook, cooking, mm -hmm. eating, like that whole ritual of, mm -hmm. of food in your life. I, I have such this call in my heart to like learn more about permaculture and like work on a farm or start something here or volunteer here and just I feel like that also, like just appreciation for where our food comes from. Huge. Yeah. And like I say this to almost everyone I meet, but I truly believe that small scale farming and sustainable farming could change the entire makeup of the planet, like could transform our communities, would transform the environment, like would fix the environmental crisis. Yeah. Would change our health. Yeah. Would change our mental health. Right. And I think it like gives me goosebumps because it seems like such a simple solution. And yet it's, it feels like we're so far from so that. Far away. But could you imagine, imagine if people didn't have lawns, if people weren't dumping chemicals on their lawns, like lawns are such a waste of space. Lawns should just be gardens, gardens, right? So I remember like, Todd Kasich, Dr. Kasich um, is um, a doctor way out on the East side. And he wrote that um, book, Eat Your Eat yourself super, like about all the superfoods, and it's been quite a while. He's been around for a long time. Um, I think I met him like in 08 or 09, but um, he had kale and all the greens like growing in the yard. They had no lawn, and he would say, Yeah, the neighbors laugh. They are the pace of kids out eating the grass. Like, there's they, no they, reason they that out of the front yard. Well, I can't remember the statistics on the, the amount of people that go to bed hungry every night, right? Like, unacceptable, unacceptable. no reason right. for that, right. Right. Um, well, Leah, thank you. You're welcome. Are you excited to go to Sedona? I'm very excited to go to Sedona. I have a little bit more packing to do. Um, one of the things I love about what I get to do is that um, I get to delight people. <laughs> so it's like kind of like Christmas for me to plan this trip and to plan like where we're going to eat, what activities we're going to do. Like I have so many like secret surprises that um, like, I shipped out a box. Like I'm not going to tell you what's in it because we haven't gone yet. But like I just have so many little 
delightful treats and I love that I love like surprising people and making things special like that so you do and I hope that you've learned and that none of these involve buying cheap plastic or things that nobody no. needs no. because that used to be your mo well, a yeah, little bit we all live on this planet and we're all part of society and everyone's learning I'm learning too. go easy on me yeah no I everything that we're that I'm talking about in terms most of the treats are because what's the saddest treats. thing for my mom oh. is that she does get so exciting about delighting people like as you would say yeah. and what's so sad is that if you buy Aaron or I anything with plastic in it on Christmas or like anything that isn't actually like an essential oh, item, function. Yeah, function. not only are we not delighted, we're angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Like, no don't more buy. This. Don't buy shit. Right. Yeah. None of this stuff is shit. Most of the things I'm talking about in Sedona are like really special activities. Okay, good. Okay. There's no plastic use. There's no plastic in any of these activities. <laughs> No plastic has been used in, this okay. in, in the activity. Nothing sure. ordered from Amazon. Nothing was ordered from Amazon. Nothing. Okay. And it's all, I'm supporting all local people, farm, I mean, like local farm and local like, like family-owned businesses. Yeah. Even, um, well, I'll tell you the one thing is that we're getting a photo shoot on Bell Rock so that everybody that's can get commemorative photos. No, that's, there's nothing and wrong I didn't that. even hire like a big, I like I found somebody who knew somebody who was just getting started so that we can give somebody a, a nice yeah, start. Yeah, that's beautiful. Because it's in the middle of the day. Imagine if you were job. taking the photos, that would be disastrous. That was, and you always take such good photos. Do you remember the ones you took? I've been using them in the emails. The ones you took when we were there in November with Aaron uh -huh. and on Bell Rock, how there's all those light rainbow that you caught, yeah. all the light streams and the sparkles and the photos. Those are incredible photos. Yeah. So I hope she can do something really lovely like that. And then everybody will get commemorative photos professionally taken on Bell Rock. Uh, I love having photos from trips. I hate being on trips though and like the I'm, whole time taking pictures. Exactly, which is why I thought a photographer would be great because then we could just like look around and actually see the scenery and, relax. and not be using the phone the whole time. There's something about the dry air there, like the way it smells in Sedona. It's incredible. It just has a smell to it. I know. I actually was waking up. I mean, Cleveland morning. also has a smell. This is true, but it's not like Sedona. Different smells. So we're just only going to talk about Sedona. Yeah. We're going to keep it on the high side. And actually, um, the crispness in the air and the freshness in the air is, like, indescribable. And, you know, there's a lot of iron in the Red Rock. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it makes sense. I don't know the science of it. I only know my experience. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Thanks, Leah. Yeah, I'm a rock star. Thanks for listening, you guys. So what are we putting down in the, in the comments? We'll put your contact information. In you can handles. put a link for Pure Encapsulations and Integrative Therapeutic if people want to order supplements. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Are we good? Bye. Are you ready to like, comment, share, subscribe? Thanks. Namaste. Oh, gosh. <laughs>